you walk into your training room and you know exactly what to expect because you're stuck in the room that has really bad lighting and it's row after row and it's tiered and you can't do anything about it because the seats are bolted to the ground. You've tried moving them and you can't. What do you do? Your environment can be positive or negative just from the start. And it's our job as amazing trainers to be able to create the environment that we are wanting. People buy more when you have them seated in um, groups and engage with one another. If you're in product sales and you're doing customer training, or if you are just a trainer training content, right, and helping people to grab onto more knowledge and education, they learn more when they have opportunities to engage and actually practice it themselves. So so yes, the room does make a difference and it can be challenging when you're not in the right space. So what can you do and what is ideal? Our ideal at the Bob Pike Group is to have um, skirted circular tables with you know four or five participants at each table, only the back half of the table being used so that they're all directly facing and able to not have their back to wherever the screen might be. Because we typically use a screen uh, again, that's for PowerPoint, and we use that intermittently, not all the time. We also want to make sure that that room is large enough to be able to do exercises and activities at the back of the room, as well as to have, um, you know, relay races. Like, for example, I, I do the A to Z relay race where people are running up to the chart, writing ideas down, coming back. You need a little bit of space. And if you don't have that space, you're like, Becky, this is so great, and you don't know my world. I do because I was there. I, I had rooms that were set up just like yours, and sometimes I just go out in the hall, and we do our, our group work out in the hallway. And oftentimes, there are spaces around us or near us that we can use. Sometimes go outside. If it's a beautiful day, you know how much your learners will appreciate the fact that you have that space. Uh, another tip to do with environment tables and workspace and things like that is to be kind to their buns, meaning... You need to get them standing up so that they're not always sitting. We are smarter standing on our feet, so get them out of the chairs. Also, I was just doing a conference a couple months ago, and I came in, and there were 100 extra chairs and not 100 tables, but 10 extra tables. I freaked out, like, oh, my word, this is not good. People are going to sit everywhere. I literally had the staff come in. There were 100 people taking the class. But I don't want 200 seats. They came in. They took out all the tables and all the chairs. Go Disney. It was at a Disney resort. They did an awesome job. No complaints. I had the number of seats as I had participants. I typically have a couple of extra seats in the back of the room just along the wall so that if one or two last-minute registrations come in, we have seats for them. But I'm having the number of tables that I need so that there's not this sea of extra seats and we have people sitting at in rooms and at circular tables together, not one per table. So don't have too many chairs, don't have too many tables. Avoid straight lines or rows of chairs if you can. If you can't do anything about that, um, I typically, again, have people turn around and work with the person behind them. I groups of four, two from the front table, two from the back table. So you can still leverage the setup, but making away and looking for critical thinking skills. How can I make this room what I want it to be? You want to do your best to make sure participants can see each other's faces, but most importantly, so that their back is not to you. I once had a room that I did not rearrange. I'll admit, I didn't rearrange it. 
because I didn't rearrange it, I had people's backs to me, which created a lot of problem trainer, trainees. They weren't listening as well. They weren't paying attention. They weren't filling in their blanks. And I, I realized it after half a day. It took me a while to realize my error. And then I just rearranged the room on break, made it a switch, and then everyone was facing me and it was much better. So no safe hiding place. We don't want people... Uh, hiding behind tables. We get them to stand up and move around the room. I also don't hide behind a lectern. No matter the environment, I want to create space between me and the participants so that there isn't this hide-and-go-seek feeling. When I have a lectern and I stand behind it, it just feels like I'm the authoritarian and I don't want the room to have that feel. Make sure that there's a place for everyone to be able to take notes. So if you don't have tables, maybe you want to get some, you know, lap tables or a board for everyone to write on of some sort, you know, clipboard. Make sure that they have that note-taking space as well as a note, you know, workbook or something so that they can write in it. And the last thing I want to encourage you to do is let participants randomly choose their seats and also you're going to just randomly put them in new tables because we want to really encourage networking and by having them move seats and tables and chairs really gives them an opportunity to do that. So those are just some tips on the environment of the room and just really how it's set up. I hope that these are helpful for you and that you can use some of them in your next session. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.